Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Seasons of Womanhood. Again, I'm so excited about this new chit chat series that we've been doing. So today I have a very special guest. Um, her name is Mrs. Sandra Bebu Boateng. And we've known each other, actually, I was thinking the other time, it's been like 10 years now, or even yeah, about 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's unbelievable how yes. time flies. So welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for taking out your time just to come and just have a discussion and just share your experiences with us. Um, so just to kind of like give you more of a background with the seasons of womanhood. Yeah. It's more about, you know, as women, we're resilient and just the different seasons that we go through and all how our experiences shape us. So I just, I'm so happy that you had the time to just come and talk about your experience and especially with entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, so just, I'm, I'm excited. And thank you so much for thinking of me and for, for having me. Thank you. So actually, before we begin, I want to tell a quick story. Oh boy. So Sandra and I <laughs> have been, we were roommates back in college. And oh yeah. I just think of, and we'll talk more about this about one of your businesses, Face to Face Africa, right? Yes. And, yes. um, I can say that I was there when the thoughts, you know, it, it, when you started, like, it's yeah. so crazy to think that this <laughs> was 10 years ago that you had this, you know, envision, you visioned this, you thought about this, you put work with, you know, into this with Isaac, who's yeah. now your husband. And yeah. just to see this come into fruition is amazing. Honestly, it's crazy. Like, it's amazing. I just got to say, you know, life is very interesting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, when I reflect on the past 10, 11, 12 years or so, it's unimaginable to me what the journey, you know, has been like, the mm -hmm. ups and the downs and um, the trials and tribulations, mm -hmm. right? As you started just going from a point where you just have a dream right mm -hmm. and we talk about the the mustard seed that's what it was just a dream just a seed just a vision and it's you can't imagine you know what what that dream is going to be like if you just yeah. wake up every day and you water it a little bit a little bit of what's that going to look like it's, it's been 10 years you hope that it's something big and something you know monumental and, and trans transformative mm -hmm. but you just don't know but yeah. you still have to wake up every day and water it right and when i reflect on the past 10 years i just i'm so grateful to god max for mm -hmm. you know what he's done in my life what he continues to do you know and you as well just going back to college and mm -hmm. i know those very difficult times that we went through together just trying to figure out our future mm -hmm. you know what our future is going to look like what we need to be doing now to be well positioned and knowing where we come from and our background and knowing that we were not born with a silver spoon That's in right. our mouth you mm -hmm. know and that it's going to take a lot to create that legacy shift right so to mm -hmm. see where we are now all i can say is glory be to god that's true that is so true glory be to god so um, I just wanted if you could tell us a little bit about like what your business is, businesses, because I know it's plural, it's actually multiple. Yes. <laughs> so if you could just tell us oh, a little man. bit about, you know, what it, what you're doing and yeah, also what sure. motivated you to start in the first place. Yeah, so I am very fortunate to have met someone, you know, when I was in college, you know, you know, um, Isaac, who is a, a very passionate 
entrepreneur, very passionate about business. I think I've also always been very business savvy. I always imagined, you know, I was um, in school for, I studied film and communications in school, but I always, even with, with that, um, uh, I always imagined starting my own production company or something like that, right? So that entrepreneur innate has always been there. But when I met Isaac, his was like on a completely different level, right? Uh -huh. And so just from sharing experiences growing up here in the U.S., you know, we're both Ghanaians, both Africans. And as you know, we, um, it, it's, it was very difficult growing up in America as African immigrants. Um, and when you, when you can look at the, the image of Africa and the portrayal of Africa in the media, we felt that we had a responsibility to do something about that. That in this age that we live in where technology has connected all of us globally, there's no reason why Africa shouldn't have a voice, a platform. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to um, come together, right? And, and amplify our voices as a people. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was really the idea behind face-to-face -face Africa. I cannot say that what it is now is initially what we had ever imagined. You mm -hmm. know, we started off as sort of like a community, non I wouldn't say nonprofit, but it was, there was just no clear vision, right? We just wanted to create a platform that would um, give Africa a voice, help rebrand the image of Africa. And it has gone through such a metamorphosis over the years where we've done so many things that we could have you know ever imagined so in a nutshell we own a media company which has transitioned now into um, panagenius which mm -hmm. is really sort of a, a media conglomerate so our vision is not just face-to-face um, uh, -face africa but to build other media platforms that cater to black audiences globally Got and it. so we're kind of expanding on that vision of face-to-face -face Africa with the introduction of new platforms. Um, and we also host events, you know, conferences around the country, such as the Pan-African Weekend, uh, which we've done for, we're actually celebrating our 10th year next year. So that's mm -hmm. in New York. And then we also, um, uh, last year, we launched the 30 Black Stars Conference and Awards, mm -hmm. which is sort of our response to the whole issue of diversity and inclusion in this country and just bringing more awareness to or highlighting Black professionals in corporate America and mm -hmm. their impact, because that's, that's something that is extremely important. Um, so, you know, our mission is really just to continue to put a spotlight on Black communities, not just here in America, but, but globally and continue to empower and give people the resources and the tools that they need to be successful and to create that legacy shift. So that's you know, one of the businesses that we do. We also have a creative um, a marketing agency where we work, we work with other corporations and firms on their multicultural marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And we just recently penetrated into the healthcare industry actually okay. where we're open we're launching like a healthcare um business that we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on mm -hmm. and so we're passionate entrepreneurs but we we're, we all always hope that wherever that passion for entrepreneurship will lead us to is an area where we can make an impact mm -hmm. um right and so purpose impact all of that is so important to us and we feel really blessed to be able to do what we do that's awesome. That is so awesome. And I think it's needed. And, you know, I'm thinking back, like now, I yeah. feel like I've been seeing more of that um, 
applause or more or more of that acceptance to that different image of Africa. And yes, the fact that you guys started this 10 years ago, you had that foresight because it wasn't <laughs> popular. You know what? African. You know what I mean? You're right. It was not, but we knew that that was gonna change. We knew that it was just a matter of time. We're the, in 2000, there was a very popular magazine. I think it was The Economist. Mm. And in the cover of the magazine, they put Africa, the hopeless continent. Mm. Okay. And that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. 10 years later or 12 years or something like that, they did another cover. And this time it was a completely different narrative. It was like mm -hmm. Africa, the future or something like that. Right. And so people began to realize that Africa was the next frontier. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a choice. Sure, we have a lot of issues, a lot of leadership issues. Mm -hmm. Africa is blessed and cursed at the same time. Mm -hmm. But it was just a matter of time. And we still have not even reached a teeny bit, bit yeah. of our potential on the continent. And for me, I think PR and media and business opportunities, all of that are so important in making sure that we create the Africa of the future. That's and right. particularly diaspora, Africans, immigrants like you and I, we have a lot, we have a big role to play in that. So we saw that 10 years ago and said, it's time for us to start rewriting that narrative because mm -hmm. this is not our narrative. We know better. Mm -hmm. We've had the privilege of growing up here in America and we know what our continent is capable of doing. So it's time for us to take control of that narrative and start shifting the narrative uh, to a new direction. That's awesome. So I wanted actually to talk a little bit about the transition, you know, because you're saying some people, you know, kind of do that whole nine to five thing. Some people come out knowing they want to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. So can you describe your transition? Because I know, you know, you had a great job and <laughs> leaving that to start this, I, I can imagine the things that you faced, whether it was from family, from friends, you know, who cared, but maybe yeah. might have discouraged you or didn't understand like what you were doing. Absolutely, Max. And you know, as African parents, <laughs> right? <laughs> Once you get out of school, they want to see you working, bringing money home. You know, they need to recoup their investment, <laughs> right? And so when I left school, yes, I had a, a great job. I was working for MTV, um, you know, and, and all of that. But, and, and this is one of the reasons why I became so passionate about diversity and inclusion is even though I was working at a big institution, I felt completely lost, mm. right? I was working twice as hard as other people, different skin from mm -hmm. me, but I was mm -hmm. not receiving the recognition that I, you know, the, or the elevation that I needed in that career. And I just did not, I felt completely undervalued. Mm. Right. No one ever thought about coming to me to ask me about my hopes, you know, within the organizations, my dreams, what I, I hope to aspire. But then I saw people who started out with me, the same experience, mm. getting, you know, promoted, you know, months and years after years. Mm. And so it just came to a point where I just knew that if I put that same amount of energy mm. and passion into my own thing, I was like, I bet it'll be successful. Mm -hmm. So you just, you have to know your worth. Number one, you have to know that you have something to give to mm -hmm. this world. And if you're in it with a company that is not accepting what you have to give, then you have to move on mm -hmm. either to another company or to start your own thing mm -hmm. where you can wake up every morning and know that this is something that I'm doing for myself. It's an investment that I'm making for myself and I'm not at the mercy of anybody. So for me, that was it. That was the first thing. 
I knew how hardworking I was. And I knew that if I could put channel that energy into my own thing, it would be successful. Mm -hmm. But it was hard. Entrepreneurship is a very, it's a long road. It is filled with so many bumps and uncertainties, right? You're basically committing your life and making a decision about something today that you have no idea what the future is going to look like. Yeah. You have no idea what the return is going to look like. Right. And you know about opportunity costs. So it could be two years, three years, even one year of you committing your life to something that might fail Mm. because you're not guaranteed success. You're not guaranteed a paycheck every week or every, you know, couple of weeks or every month you're guaranteed nothing. So that's where the faith comes in. Without faith, you cannot be an entrepreneur. <laughs> and it is faith, you cannot. And uh-huh. it is that faith that has carried me. And when I talk about faith, you know, just praying, praying uh-huh. and seeking God's guidance. And one thing that always kept, kept me going is that God honors sacrifice. Mm. If you're willing to sacrifice, God always will honor that. It may not be on your own time. Mm. Actually, God rarely works on our time. Yeah. Right? But He mm-hmm. has a perfect time. And so if you will trust the process and continue to have faith, He will bless whatever it is that you're doing mm. in its right season. So it took a lot of faith. Mm. And also a lot of being able to tune people out, tune mm-hmm. the noises out, the noise of my family, my parents. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand what they thought I was lost. You know, at some point my dad was even like, oh, it's that, you know, Isaac influencing her. Like she's mm-hmm. completely lost. How could you mm-hmm. go to school and then come out and now you're an entrepreneur? What, what, is, he, what is an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and my dad would come to some of my events back in the mm-hmm. days and, and he'd be like, what is this? What is the point? What's the mm-hmm. purpose of this? He mm-hmm. didn't understand what I was doing, right? And it, it's hard. It's hard when you don't have the support, you know, of, of your, of your parents, or they don't understand what you're doing, or they yeah. feel like you should be on a specific, particular path mm-hmm. try to go another way. But at the end of the day, I always knew that this is my life to live. It is my life to live. When I, you know, I'm ready, I'm on my deathbed and I'm ready to go. It's not going to be about my parents. Mm. It's going to be about me. And sometimes the mistake that our parents make is that they don't trust that they have given us the resources and tools to make the best decision for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. I think it's, it's every parent, you care about your child, you worry about your child. And sometimes it's hard for them to believe that they can actually let you go and figure things out. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I had to just respectfully tune that out Mm. and let allow God, to lead me. Mm. And by doing that, no, it was not by any means um, an easy journey. It was not. There were many times that I questioned myself, questioned if this was the right you know, path for me, especially mm-hmm. when you see your friends and your classmates, everyone going on doing your own thing, everyone seems to be successful, mm-hmm. and you're stuck in a place where because of a decision that you made, you're uncertain. Mm -hmm. And things are not moving Mm -hmm. according to what you had envisioned, Mm -hmm. right? But trusting that process, Mm -hmm. tuning that noise out and staying focused on your purpose, God is going to reward you and he's going to honor that sacrifice. Amen. Amen. 
I, I, I truly believe that. And I'm happy that you did that. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't have been able to see, you know, the fruits of your labor. Yeah. So, um, and actually with regarding what you were talking about, some of the struggles with, with, with entrepreneurship, care to share any specifically being a black woman yeah. in a place of leadership. And mm-hmm. why I bring this up, because I was, I have another chit chat series where I had with actually other physicians that we were talking mm-hmm. about being that black woman in place of leadership. And sometimes the things that we face, it's, it's yeah. totally different than other women in other races. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's been a big challenge for me, especially being in an industry. I always say, I think I have the hardest job of having to sell Africa to the mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about the preconceived notion and misconceptions, people don't even want to hear it. The, when you say Africa, the first thing is, oh, you know, the jungle mm-hmm. or oh, I have a nonprofit organization that, you know, contributes. They don't see Africa as a lucrative business opportunity and i'm in the business of selling sponsorships and business Mm -hmm. and advertising Mm -hmm. i'm in the business of selling value right that selling that there's value in africa and that is the most difficult job to do especially um in america Mm -hmm. so that's that that has been a big challenge number one and then being a woman Mm -hmm. that consistently have to deal with decision makers at these corporations who are mostly and white men and male Mm -hmm. mostly right so um how do you maneuver that for Mm -hmm. me i just remain consistent number one consistency in your story Mm. right because you have a story to tell there consistency in story consistency in coming doing your research number one Mm -hmm. because there's already this notion that as a black woman you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. they already judge you before you even come to the table Mm -hmm. and so for me I always make sure that I do my homework that I come prepared that by the time I leave you have no no choice Mm -hmm. but to partner with me because you see the value that I am bringing to you so it's a big it's a big issue and it, 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 it's been for many years. I mean, we're talking about over 400 years of, you know, white supremacy and all mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not going to go away overnight. And I think what black women as leaders, what we can do is to um, figure out how to navigate the system, mm-hmm. is to figure out how to tell our own story, is to figure out how to make sure that we can amplify our voice and not be deterred. One of the things that's happening now is that more and more black professionals are leaving corporate America because of these issues, feeling discrimination and racism and not feeling valued. But that is not the answer. The answer is not to leave because we still need people in the boardroom. We Mm -hmm. still need us. Representation matters, Mm -hmm. right? And so instead of leaving, how can we create change Mm. that's what we need to be thinking and it's one of the reasons why we started a 30 black stars conference and awards because we wanted to highlight those people who have created their own pathways Mm. to success in different and various leadership positions across america to show that there is a way that you can do it it's not going to be easy but Mm -hmm. it requires a a, a shift of mindset Mm -hmm. right and a willingness to go through that situation, those challenges, so that you can hopefully 
create a new a trail for someone mm -hmm. else. You can break a glass ceiling for someone else. Those are some of the realities of being black in America. Mm -hmm. But I think running away from it is not the solution. We must handle it hands on and just have a strategy and, a, and an approach. And I think if we do that, especially as women, we can overcome that, um, that challenge. I love that. I love that, especially um, with that notion of not leaving because we do need more people of us in every industry, Absolutely. every field, because that's the only way that we can make change. So I love representation, mm -hmm. representation, no matter how difficult, especially if you're the only black person, yeah. especially for you physicians. I can mm -hmm. imagine how difficult that you yeah, know, yeah. job is when you're, you went to a room and it's, you know, white patients, it's just like, uh, uh, you're black, you know, yeah. or like, but I think you you're the nurse. So they yeah, I hear so many time. stories like that, yeah. uh -huh. you know? And so you could be like, I'm done. I'm not going to deal with this. Or mm -hmm. you can correct that person and say, no, I'm actually your physician for the day. Mm -hmm. And there are many people like us. So don't assume Mm -hmm. Right. That because I'm black, I'm your nurse. Mm -hmm. You correct that individual. And guess what? By doing that next time, they will think twice before assuming mm -hmm. that someone else, because of your, the color of your skin is, is a nurse. They mm -hmm. will ask. Mm -hmm. So change comes with, with, with that, just that yeah. courage, mm -hmm. the courage to stand strong, even in the face of adversity. That's how we create change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So now I want to transition more so because I know you're doing great things when it comes to business, but also you're married, you have two children, beautiful girls. Like, how do you manage to balance, you know, spending time with your children and also self-care for yourself? Um, yeah, and I hate to say this, balance. What's that? Balance? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> oh my God. So... Uh, Max, um, what I have learned, mm -hmm. right, and I, I talk a, a lot about balance because balance is very important, mm -hmm. but I think for us, particularly women, for a long time, balance has meant being perfect mm -hmm. at everything. That expectation that you have to be an excellent mother, mm -hmm. you have to be an excellent professional, you have mm -hmm. to be an excellent wife. Mm -hmm. You have to be that pressure to fit into this standard of excellence. Yeah. And it is unattainable. It mm -hmm. is unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So I've had to define for myself what balance means. And for me, balance is that I am not going to be, I have accepted, I have learned to accept that I am not going to be a perfect mom at all times, yeah. a perfect wife at all times, a perfect daughter an all-time sister. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be all mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. And that is perfectly fine. But I've created balance in a way that I know that there are times where my children need me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to put work aside when my children need me. Mm -hmm. There are times when my husband will need me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to put work aside and attend to my husband. And mm -hmm. the same thing, there are work where I put times where I prioritize work over everything else. Everything by design is not going to need your attention at once. You have to prioritize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to prioritize. When we, we put so much stress on ourselves, when we think we have to be 100% yeah. at every single thing mm -hmm. all the time, and that is 
That is how we get the, you know, mental health becomes an issue. Yeah. Depression becomes an mm -hmm. issue. And if you as a woman are not healthy, nothing around you is healthy. Your children are not healthy. Your husband is not healthy. Your business yeah. is not healthy. So you have to prioritize your health. Mm -hmm. So guess what? When I have to go, I've got to go. Yeah. And I tell my husband, honey, you're making dinner tonight. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh -huh. You have to speak up and you have to stop trying to attain that level of perfection mm -hmm. and be, be content. Mm -hmm. And I, every day when I go to bed and I reflect on my day, I ask myself, how was I able to get through that day? Mm -hmm. And I say, thank you, Lord, for mm -hmm. giving me the wisdom to be able to balance things mm -hmm. so that I can get through my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was not perfect here. Yeah, I was not able to read to my daughter tonight. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was not able to do A, B, and C. But mm -hmm. yes, tomorrow I'm going to prioritize differently yeah. so that I can do things, you know, everything that's important to me, make mm -hmm. sure I'm attending to them, but at different times. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's what balance is. And to be honest, that's the only way that I am able to keep my crazy life mm -hmm. and all the multiple uh, components yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not perfect. That's right. And I, I just do the best that I can. That's awesome, you know, because um, in another video that I'll be talking about, like specific things regarding motherhood and one thing, um, this phenomenon called imposter syndrome. And it's this idea that you feel like a fraud, even yeah. though you're successful. It's kind of this idea of self-doubt. And that's yeah. one thing that I learned when I became a mother, because I used to feel so anxious, like, am I not doing this enough? I'm not doing that. You know, when it, when it came with my daughter yeah. and one thing I learned was to separate facts from feelings like what you're mm -hmm. saying like sometimes you will feel bad like man I can't get to do this today but that doesn't mean that you're a bad mom or doesn't mean that you're a bad wife and once you yeah. start to separate those things and as you're saying prioritize you'll get things done and you give grace to yourself when, yes. when you don't get certain things done it's okay there'll be yes. another day to do it there'll be another day and I think a lot of women who I've I've talked to you know, I'm really lucky because I have a lot of friends who are much older than me. Mm -hmm. And for some women who will share, you know, their life story with you, one of the things is I regret not being able to do all those things that I wanted to do. Or I re regret not having everything that I wanted to have because mm -hmm. I thought I had to be perfect mm -hmm. at everything. And if I couldn't give 100% to that thing, then I was not going to do it. So a lot of people, you know, a lot of the women, older women are like, I didn't have children because I was so busy, you know, with my career that I didn't make time mm -hmm. for children and family. Um, and I regret that now. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we see that happening a lot. You rarely do you hear men having that type of, you know, that type of discussion, regret. And no, men, they do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Right. Whatever is important to them, if they want a career, if they want children, if they want a wife, if whatever it is, they, they get it. Mm -hmm. So why do we have to feel like we have to keep on making these sacrifices? Mm. It's in our head. Yeah. It's in our head, whatever. So when people ask me, do you think women can have it all? Yeah, we can have it all. It's not going to be perfect, mm -hmm. but we can have it all. And I think God has designed us that way. He has designed us to have that strength to mm -hmm. be able to do even more than men can, mm -hmm. more than men can. Because mm -hmm. one of the most difficult things 
for a woman to do is nurturing children, it's nurture, nur yeah. nurturing, being able to nurture kids. Mm -hmm. It's a difficult task and to, it's a full-time job. Yeah. But to be able to do that and manage that with a full-time job, I don't know. I, I mean, we're like, we have a superpower. No, we really, we do. <laughs> men and men cannot do half of the things that women do. Like we're, yeah. we're doing a lot. And, and so I think I think it's 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 um unfortunate hmm. to be able to to live life to a point where you feel like you weren't able to fully explore and live your purpose and do hmm. all the things that meant so much to you because you felt that you had to choose. Hmm. Hmm. So my other question is, I know you, you work with your husband. So how has it been the perspective of working? Cause I'm in a different field from my husband. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice break. When we come home, we kind of talk about different things. Like I'll be interested in what he does, you know, but you guys I actually wonder what that's like. <laughs> you guys work yeah, side by side, the same, you know, kind of, it must yeah. be nice. I, I feel like at times to work together, yeah. but then at times I could imagine it could be annoying because you would want your space like if you could talk a little bit about that being in the same yeah. field you're you're absolutely right my husband and i we are like inseparable right mm -hmm. we everything together um the good thing is he travels a lot he travels a lot so that helps right but even when he's away we're constantly on the phone or like mm -hmm. video chatting because everything that we do is just so intertwined right mm -hmm. the benefits of that is i we have such a friendship mm. right just this bond that we've created that it's just it's beautiful mm. you know i think when you spend so much time with someone you just become one you become mm -hmm. like now i finish his sentence before he finishes and he hates it but i'm like i know what you're gonna say <laughs> you know uh, and it's the same for him and that's because we've spent so much time together and we really feel intertwined and just deeply connected so yes you you create that bond in a very meaningful way um and then also just being able to connect in terms of purpose and vision for our life and where we want to go we are we feel like we're on the same page we know exactly what we're going every morning we wake up with that agenda of like how are we going to win mm. how are we going to conquer this world mm -hmm. you know how are we going to do that and we come ready to just strategize right and so that's beautiful but as you said on the other hand sometimes you just need your space yeah. sometimes you just want your husband to be your husband Mm -hmm. and your wife to be your wife yeah you don't want that complication like if you're having if i'm having a bad day at work he's also having a bad day at work <laughs> you know what I mean? because we're we do the same thing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um but you know i sometimes i wonder like if we were doing in, in completely separate fields and I came home and I talked to him about my day. Maybe he could help me feel better mm -hmm. about my day because he's not dealing with that. Or maybe if I come home and I see him smiling, mm -hmm. maybe that'll make me smile because, mm -hmm. you know, but so, so those are, it's a trade-off, right? Mm -hmm. On one hand, you build that very strong connection and you're, you're working towards like the same goal and there's, it's so fulfilling, right? But on the other hand, it's difficult. Yeah. You're constantly in each other's space and um sometimes you just want your your you just want your wife and you just want your husband mm. as i shared i shared on one of our ep episodes in a couple's business that every date night for us turns into 
a business discussion, yeah, yeah. no matter how hard we try. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And those yeah. are some of the challenges. Sometimes I'm like, can we just put business aside for one minute and I'll be mad. I'm like, for one minute, yeah, yeah. can we not talk business? And he's uh-huh. like, okay, okay. And then one minute later, I'm the one bringing up business. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so passionate about it. It's just, there's so no way. Passionate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's still an ongoing thing for yeah. us. I think mm-hmm. we have just accepted that it's part of who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just mm-hmm. have fun. We have a lot of fun working together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, you know, one thing that I've been kind of ending off with these conversations to all the different women is what, if you could think of something, what is one thing that you will tell your younger self? And for some people that may be viewing this, maybe younger people watching this, you know, kind of going through the same thing, they're confused or, you know, or it could be even older people that may not be happy with where they see themselves. But what's one thing that you would tell your younger self and what advice that you would have for a potential entrepreneur? Yes, that's a great question. What I would tell to my younger self is it's okay to take the road less traveled. Mm. It's really okay. It's going to be scary. Mm -hmm. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be filled with a lot of uh, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And surprises but on that road less traveled that's where the most discoveries happen mm-hmm. that's where you grow that's where you learn things about yourself that you wouldn't have learned any other way mm-hmm. there is purpose and value on the road less traveled and We live in a world today where everything just seems to be so instant, Mm -hmm. right? Instant Mm -hmm. success and being an influencer on social media, everything is so quick, has to be done right now. Instant, instant, instant. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think there's Mm -hmm. value. There's, There's something unexplainable about being in a place where you can create your own path. Mm create your own legacy and your own destiny in a way. And when I reflect on my journey, I have learned so much just by not knowing where this road was going to take me, but still waking up every morning and working towards it, not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring, but still having that passion and that zeal and just allowing God to lead me. Mm. Right. So it's like, you're blind but you're okay being blind because you know that God is ahead of you, mm. even though you don't see him. Mm-hmm. And that's the tough part because how can you trust something that you don't see? You don't see him there, but you know he's there. Mm. And you have to wake up every day and continue on this journey, not knowing yeah. what tomorrow is going to bring. And it's difficult. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell every young person or an older person, mm-hmm. whatever you are, wherever you are in your life in this time and in this season, it's never too late to ask God to show you your purpose. Mm. It is never, ever too late. So reflect for a minute. Take some time. Tune out the noise. And I keep talking about that because that is so important. In mm. this day and age, you have to be able to tune out the noise so that God can speak to you and drop something on your heart 
that you can pursue. And if only you're willing to listen to the voice of God, he will lead you. Mm. He's not promising you that it's going to be easy, but he's promising you that he's going to be by your side. Every Mm. time you fall, he's going to be right there. Even when you can't walk again, you feel like you can't walk. He's going to carry you Mm. until you get to a place where you have enough strength to keep walking. Mm -hmm. That's God. Yeah. That's awesome. Girl, you need to be a motivational speaker. Add that. (laughs) No, seriously. But honestly, like to think back, like we're from college to now and seeing the growth, honestly, I'm so proud of you. Like I'm seeing how God has blessed you and how I like just from hearing how it's not been easy, but you've been persistent and you've been enduring. And it's just amazing to see the fruits of your labor, basically. I'm just so happy for you. I'm so proud of you, too. You know, I always think back to those days Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we cry together, where you receive a letter that you're like, oh, my God, my life is over, you know? And (laughs) all those times Mm -hmm. where we were so worried and concerned about the future, and I can can just imagine God over there laughing, like, look at these kids. Mm -hmm. If only they knew Mm -hmm. that they were going to be 10 years from now mm-hmm. they would mm-hmm. not be putting themselves through this unnecessary pain yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you know true. and even with like boys and all of that and <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna tell the stories i'll, I'll say <laughs> we're just thankful that god just blessed us that's you it. know in every area of our life in every that's it. Life. God yeah. is good. God mm-hmm. is good. I'm so proud of you and you. for oh, what you're doing, yeah. for everything that you're doing. I know this is only the beginning. Thank you. And I pray that God will bless this platform, continue to bless you and your family and whatever is on your heart, whatever your vision is, may God water it um, and, and bring it to fruition. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. So actually, before we leave, if you could just tell us like where to follow you, I'll also tag it. Okay. um, Yeah. Yeah. Like the different platforms and where to follow you and things of that nature. Absolutely. So, um, you can follow a couple's business, which is this new initiative that my husband and I started in the wake of COVID, mm-hmm. it's amazing how like COVID has been both a blessing and a curse. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it, it, you know, and it goes to tell us that in every challenge, everything that comes our way, there's always a silver lining somehow, mm-hmm. if we can just focus on that. If I tell you how a couple's business came about, you'd be like, like we were just sitting there one evening in quarantine. We've been home uh-huh. for, I think like six weeks you know, Isaac hadn't traveled. He wasn't able to travel. So we mm-hmm. were just home, just reflecting on life. And then it was like, well, wouldn't it be cool? Actually, someone called Isaac. A friend of, a, a friend of Isaac's called him mm-hmm. and was seeking advice. It was like, how do you and Sandra, like, you guys make it look so easy. Uh-huh. How do you guys, like, work together and do all of that? And he was giving him advice and, all, and you know, and, and when he got off the phone, we're like, well, maybe we should just, like, we, we've been very private, you know, like, when it comes mm-hmm. to, our relationship, even because of the business that we do, we try to keep that very separate and private. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, you know what? We've been private for a long time. Why don't we just like start something and mm-hmm. start talking about what it's like to work with your spouse and all of that. And it just started just that evening. And we decided to just shoot and we started shooting and it was so much fun. We couldn't stop talking. It was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I'm so 
thankful to God for that platform. Like so many people have been reaching out to us about how much us like opening up is helping them with your marriage and business Mm -hmm. and all of that. So follow a couple's business. Mm -hmm. If you're single, you know, but really want to, want, want God to, want God to lead you to the right partner. Or if you're married now and just want to know how to better, um, you know, work with your spouse, Mm -hmm. that is like a platform that I think is going to be very helpful for both singles and, um, and couples. And so follow us on Instagram at a couple's business. Mm -hmm. Um, you can also follow our, you know, face to face Africa, we're Mm -hmm. on Facebook, um, as well. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thanks again. I'm going to let you go and we will talk later. Thank you so much. Thanks, Max. This was a great conversation. All right. I enjoyed it. (laughs) All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.